Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is the drama of Easter, part two. And before we begin, I want to give some credit to the founder of uh, the Lucis Trust organization. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. The founder of the Lucis Trust organization, Alice Bailey, wrote 24 volumes of literature. And the main di- uh, the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey, as does the following thought. We have made of the cru- crucifixion a tragedy, whereas the real tragedy was our failure to recognize its true significance. Well, this is such an important important statement, and can you pick up where we left off last week and kind of explore that topic further? We were talking in our last program about the crucifixion and the disparity between what the traditional uh, interpretation of the crucifixion is and what the more esoteric view of the ageless wisdom is, Uh, The writings of Alice Bailey point out that the themes of the crucifixion and resurrection aren't just limited to Christianity, which uh, is good to remember. These are themes that run throughout many religions of the world. The coming to earth of a world savior, the sacrifice of that savior for the salvaging of his people, and uh, the, the giving up of his life, literally, the supreme sacrifice. Um, for the for the rescue for the redemption of of his people and then the um, the emergence as a continuing living being the resurrection of that entity uh, in some form or another to demonstrate that life is eternal these are themes that run so deeply within human consciousness uh, that uh, the Christ was enacting something that has been played out in many of the religions of the world, but he carried it further, I guess we could say. Uh, The crucifixion means literally to fix upon a cross. And uh, so much of the emphasis of the crucifixion has been on the external um, 
drama that has <clears throat> occurred with the Christ and being tried and put to death and on a cross and and the uh, depiction of all of this has been focused mainly on the outer physical aspect but the real story the real um, message that is in the, under the behind the crucifixion is the uh, meaning of all of that and the outer form is really more of a symbol uh, but uh, behind it there is a tremendously profound uh, meaning that is being worked out there and we talked about the um, the recent movie that's come out that's been so um, talked about, um, The Passion of the Christ, and the focus on the physical suffering of the Christ. But um, we mentioned uh, in our last program, and it's important to remember this, that the physical suffering of the Christ was probably, uh, and I mean this was all uh, due respect, the least of his problems. Uh, being the great spiritual being that he was, surely he knew how to transcend the agony of the body for his consciousness at that point dwelt on higher planes. And again, it's um, I suppose it's an expression of human focus in the physical body and the personality that we imagine ourselves impaled upon a cross and uh, imagine that we would suffer a great deal, and we would. But for Christ, uh, according to the writings of Alice Bailey, the real suffering was in what the cross symbolized. And um, the cross is really the the union of spirit and matter, of the higher abstract cosmic sim- subjective planes of pure spirit or divinity and the need to ground spiritual energy on earth through the intervention and cooperation of humanity so when Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me, it was a command not to tread the path of suffering for the sake of suffering, but to tread the path of spiritual awakening, which is the the ability to see the spiritual implications and significance of life in form, but also to build upon the Buddhist message uh, of detachment from form. And detachment from form is <clears throat> kind of the real message behind uh, the crucifixion experience because the uh, esoteric name for crucifixion is really the renunciation. And that's really what was happening while Christ was uh, hanging there on the cross. He was going through this process of, of an advanced initiation, actually, and uh, he was going through the process of renouncing or letting go of everything that had held him in the physical world. And uh, he was, um, that's why there was so much suffering uh, attending that uh, crucifixion. In fact, this um, idea of renunciation is um, something that finds um, um, a strong... um, teaching in Hinduism, it's one of the paths, one of the stages of the spiritual way for the human being. As Hinduism teaches, we're not all at the same level, we're not all at the same stage in our spiritual journey. And one reaches the path of renunciation only after you have thoroughly trod the path of desire. And um, as somebody pointed out, if we 
human beings could be satisfied by our impulses, if those really met our needs and gave us happiness, we would never uh, agree to tread the path of renunciation. So as long as one believes that the path of desire for material and emotional pleasure and satisfaction works, stay with that path. Follow it to the very end. Follow it until you are completely uh, exhausted with it because only then will you be able to tread the path of renunciation without bitterness or a sense of having lost something or given up something unnecessarily or having um, done injury to your real desires. Hinduism understands that you tread the path of renunciation when you're you're at a point of realizing that you can't find what your, your innermost self wants through material and emotional pleasure. And of course the, the the crucifixion was just one part of a long process that the Christ was also demonstrating and uh, all the way from the birth to the uh, baptism and to the transfiguration and then the crucifixion. Those are initiation. Initiation stages, mm-hmm. uh, stages of expansions of consciousness. And the Christ uh, was encapsulating all of these this vast process that every human being will have to go through or is going through uh, but he was doing it all in one lifetime as a demonstration <clears throat> right yeah. and um, so it was all actually the the final initiations were uh, all demonstrated all within the process of uh, a few hours mm-hmm. so it's a tremendous feat on his part to but this is where one must see the whole thing in the whole picture. If you can see the whole process at work here, then you understand what the Christ was going through. And I think also if you can see that what the Christ was doing carries on what the Buddha taught. And the Buddha found his roots, his spiritual anchorage in Hinduism. He was born in India. He was deeply um, anchored in the Hindu tradition and found it uh, wanting at that time at least and developed or you could say expanded humanity's understanding of the spiritual life through the teachings that we now know as Buddhism 500 years later the Christ came along and and built upon what the Buddha had taught about uh, desire that the cause of all human suffering is desire or clinging to that which is Unreal, as we've discussed in recent programs, unreal, ephemeral, not lasting. Um, the lighthearted phrase is, you can't take it with you. Well, the Buddha understood that better than any human being ever has. And he taught that the only way to find relief from suffering is to give up attachment to that which is impermanent. And the Christ came along and demonstrated that when you give up your your life literally for the life of the Spirit, you find release, freedom, and joy. And that is the real significance of the crucifixion. It's so ironic that we are being um, inundated with these images of suffering and sorrow and guilt and shame and sin uh, through this um, fear over this motion picture when in fact crucifixion is release and relinquishment and it's, it's freedom it's ultimately it's uh, arriving at a stage of freedom and liberation 
and that was the whole message of the Buddha to overcome the suffering to to achieve you will achieve liberation from the suffering and, and, that, yes, and that was exactly the same message that the Christ was trying to present too suffering and sacrifice and uh, all of this is uh, as a message for for humanity, it wasn't just for Christians, and I, I think that there were no Christians. No, but at, at that time, at that time, and but um, it's become kind of a Christian festival, uh, Easter, and but I think it it was intended for all humanity, mm-hmm. and that's what's uh, kind of gotten lost, I think, in all this uh, attention today on on the physical uh, crucifixion of Christ. And also the, I think, the misconstrual, if that's a word, of his sacrifice as um, putting guilt and shame on the shoulders of human beings, that Christ died for our sins, that he died on the cross, suffered because we're so bad. That, I think, comes from Calvin and the idea that every human being is born a sinner, ever since the, the uh, fall of Adam in the garden or whatever. Whereas the more esoteric view of the crucifixion is a demonstration of a way of liberation that all of us have to find through our own free will, through our own renunciation of the material and the ephemeral. He said, um, I am come that ye may have life, and life more abundantly. And he showed through his relinquishment of attachment to earthly life and his subsequent resurrection, the enduring and joyful true life that is apart from the things of the world. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today is the drama of Easter, part two. Many of the ideas we're discussing today can be found in from Bethlehem to Calvary by Alice Bailey. Uh, once again, the title, From Bethlehem to Calvary by Alice Bailey. It can be ordered for $12 from the Lucis Publishing Company. And what you have to do is, uh, well, actually, you know, that's a nice offer. It's a big discount in a sense because ordinarily we charge shipping, which is quite high to get that book out. But um, if you mention a little... Uh, post-it note uh, mentioning that you heard the show as you heard the offer mentioned on the show in her site and we'll be happy to send it out to you for just the price of the book itself which is $12 make your check on money order $12 to Lucis Publishing Company L-U-C-I-S Lucis Lucis Publishing Company 120 Wall Street New York New York 10005 once again $12 check or money order to make it make it out to Lucis Publishing Company 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, be sure to mention Inner Sight, and you will receive the free shipping and handling if you do so. Um, We also um, uh, have many items, general packages of information, where you can learn much more about uh, Lucis Trust, uh, the organization that sponsors this show. It's not a religion, but uh, let the general information uh, inform you. You can order the general package of information for free, of course. Call on our toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. Once again, that's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 
1-866-NEW YORK LUCIS. LUCIS, once again, L-U-C-I-S, too. Key into our um, extensive archived library of shows on our website. Uh, uh, that's a very interesting thing to do. Many people have expressed interest in um, our shows. In order to listen to those shows, all our past shows, following in numerous themes from Alice Bailey, Alice Bailey excuse me. The website is www.lucistrust.org. It's www.lucistrust.org. And um, we continue to need your help. Um, uh, You've given us a lot of support in the past, and that's enabled us to stay on the radio, offering you these shows, and we appreciate any help that you can continue to give us. So if you'd like to help us out, please uh, continue to do so. Uh, Send send all donations to... um, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. So uh, with that said, I'd like to continue with the show. Do we have any more to say about this topic? Probably have a lot to say about it. Well, it's it's such a deep topic because the crucifixion is the, um, the Christian counterpart, as Dale mentioned, of the fourth initiation, which is an extremely advanced initiation. And um, it's humbling to say the least that one should uh, even attempt to speak about something that is so far ahead of one but there is a phrase that a lot of people who are familiar with spiritual teaching may have heard there um, it's called the dark night of the soul in fact a great spanish christian mystic saint john wrote a book uh, about the dark night of the soul and a lot of people with the best of um their understanding think they are going through the dark night of the soul when they enter into a bad patch and suffer emotionally, uh, which is um, uh, not to be made light of, but the true dark night of the soul is something much more horrendous and much more um, advanced. And it was the experience of the Christ on the cross, according to esoteric teaching, not that he suffered in his physical body, not that he was going to die, uh, not that he wanted to live and had to die and therefore said, not my will but thy will be done. In other words, I give up my life because you want me to die. That wasn't it. It was, we're told, a glimpse that the Christ had at that point of the merging with the pure realm of spirit and the complete relinquishment of all form, including the concept of being an individual. Not the selfish will of the um, self-focused personality that we would probably imagine. Someone preparing for the fourth initiation is free of all ego and ambition and separativeness, but they are still functioning within the idea or the mindset of being an individual and as I understand it at the stage of the fourth initiation one relinquishes even the concept that one is the soul one gives up everything in the emergence with pure spirit the closest concept I can think of is the drop entering the ocean and that is the real uh, dark night of the soul and that's why at that moment uh, the Christ uh, is said to have cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mm-hmm. It was such a devastating kind of experience that he thought he had lost everything. Yeah. <laughs> but actually it was a transition stage, and uh, it was at that stage where he began to 
merge and fuse with the highest spirit or the what they call the monadic aspect and or the father aspect and that <coughs> represented a very advanced uh, stage i think isn't this where the 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 probably misteaching that christ is god starts where he became aware that he was in fact pure spirit as we all are but don't know it and people have misunderstood this and said that he is God. I wouldn't be surprised, yes, yeah. because uh, at that moment one is so fused with God. One has to, you have to let go of everything in the past and then fuse with the higher spiritual aspect. And that's no, and that's no small feat. And um, uh, as it says, um, it's, it's a matter of fusion with the highest spirit and giving over the soul to the highest aspect, the monad or the father. So that, that's uh, why at that, that point, and it says, I think in the, in the Bible, that there was darkness came over the, um, came over the scene, came over mm-hmm. the land there, and but there was a period about three hours where the Christ had to struggle with this uh, uh, problem. But that reminds me again of another aspect of esoteric teaching that says, we would think light is equated with spirit, but in fact, uh, the esoteric teaching says darkness is pure spirit, the blackness of pure spirit. And so when darkness came over him, again, it's not a bad thing. It was that he merged with the ocean of being. That's the best I can put it. There is no differentiation. I suppose darkness conveys the recognition there is no differentiation, there is simply life. And um, this, of course, leads to the um, to what came after that, the, you know, the resurrection. The resurrection. <coughs> and um, What would you the, say about the resurrection? There is not a lot oh, that it's is, so has been said about yeah. the resurrection, but... Um, it's the fifth initiation. <coughs> yeah, and uh, this is, again, is the... Um, the kind of the crowning achievement that the Christ uh, demonstrated at that initiation when he said, uh, it is finished. And his job was that the job that he had come to earth to accomplish was finished. And uh, essentially that job was to open the door to the kingdom of God. And to anchor this kingdom in its, at least in its, germinal stage on earth as i understand it the the crucifixion on a cross made from a tree is symbolic just as the buddha attained his enlightenment under the bodhi tree of anchorage on earth in material substance of something that is um purely holy spiritual and um what he brought to earth was some element of divine will when he gave up his will and became a complete vehicle for divine will, that, as I understand it, became anchored in human consciousness forever after because Christ Jesus was human. And that was the gift of his sacrifice that we are now obligated to act upon, to galvanize our own puny little selfish wills into something more... Uh, in line with God's plan for our world. And I truly do think the crisis of the present times is so great that it indicates 
humanity is ready to take a step forward in the exercise of its will. Yes, um, there is there is a, so much going on. There is so much turmoil and um, destruction going on in the world. Well, it, it has been for the last hundred years or so, but uh, humanity is going kind of through a crucifixion or an ending of the times mm-hmm. and uh, an ending of the old ways and the old methods and the old attitudes that have to die out so that the new can uh, be resurrected. And I was interested to, uh, <clears throat> in relation to this, um, the um, uh, resurrection uh, stage, that after Christ said, it is finished, uh, then it is said in the Bible that, behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to the bottom. And uh, this is, of course, a symbol of the uh, the uh, opening up of the kingdom, the doorway to the kingdom that Christ did, because it, it rendered the veil that hindered the uh, um, passing of from one kingdom into the other. And also, I suppose it refers to that anchoring or that descent of pure spiritual will on earth. The the kingdom was rent, meaning there was a complete flow uh, of from the highest planes of our planetary life to the earthly realm of pure divine will. These anchorages of energies work out over eons of time, and that was 2,000 years ago. And generally, as I understand it, the cycles of spiritual growth work out in 2,000-year cycles when uh, the sun passes from one sign into another. We're entering into a new age, the age of Aquarius. We've had 2,000 years to begin to grasp what the spiritual will is, and I think that's the challenge we're facing now as a species, the capacity to choose the higher, more inclusive way. And humanity is being put to the test, but surely we are up to it. Um, it's said that at the fifth initiation, the the individual knows in a manner that is indescribable that life is all that is, that there is no differentiation, no aspect of life that is apart from the creation that is God himself. And entering into that life is the life more abundantly that the Christ spoke of. It isn't just Christian teaching that gives us this, because there's this beautiful statement from the Bhagavad Gita that we can hold in mind. Know thou, O Prince of Pandu, that never was there a time when I, nor thou, nor any of these princes of earth was not, nor shall there ever come a time hereafter when any of us shall cease to be. That's the promise of the resurrection. Well, if you'd like to explore these ideas further, many of the ideas we've discussed today can be found in From Bethlehem to Calvary by Alice Bailey. And it can be ordered for $12 from Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street. We have a special offer for you today. Uh, we're not going to charge you for shipping and handling, which means that the price of the book will be $12. So make a check or money order out to Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And be sure to mention Inner Sight, and, you, and you'll receive free shipping and handling. Um, and as I said, 
If you'd like to explore the topic further, uh, the topic, of course, is uh, the drama of Easter, Part 2. You can send your, your check or money, money order for $12 to Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And make sure you uh, write a little note saying that you heard the offer mentioned on inner site. And that's with uh, free shipping, by the way, so that's a special offer. And uh, once again, if you have any reason to call us for the general package of information or other reasons, call us at one 866 Six nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it: one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Well, you've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds, let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts, may the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?